This episode of Hit the Ground Running is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. I'm Christina Royster. And I'm Yasmin Gagne. And you're listening to Hit the Ground Running, a fast company podcast where we help young professionals uncover how to make it in the ever-changing world of work. On today's episode, we talk about workplace relationships. We also speak with Fast Company Work-Life Editor Pavitra Mohan about the facets, benefits, and challenges of maintaining workplace relationships post-COVID. Yes, have you ever had a work husband? Not a work husband. I've had a work wife. Mm, Okay. How did that go? We had an amicable divorce recently because she moved to a different job. Uh, Uh, Shout out Lara Sorokanich, who is editing the New York Times for kids. She's doing well, I believe, based on it. We text a lot about like dumb things. That's so hard. You lost your work friend. I know. And we haven't, you know, hired anyone else. And it's yeah, it's sad. I have a lot of friends at work, but that hit me hard. How about you? Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a work husband. I don't know. I've definitely had like a workplace crush. (laughs) I I wish he was my work husband, but I will say I probably had more like work moms, like older employees showed me the ropes, probably, you know, some work aunties. (laughs) I I think the work husband and work wife thing is kind of funny to me because it's true. Like you spend so much time at work, you need those relationships to kind of thrive, you know? And actually, there was an article in Fast Company about why we need a work husband or work spouse, as people are calling it now. You know, you know, the main reason why you need one is like you need that person who like in a meeting when somebody says something crazy, you can just make eye contact. (laughs) Exactly. Like, (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I have slacked my my work friends on the side. Like, what the fuck is going on? What are they even talking about? Like, you really do need that kind of sounding board because if you just, I mean, when I first started at Fast Company, the first friend I made was the girl who sat right across from me. She's on my team, Courtney Ryan. She is the social media producer for Inc. And we're about the same age, Mm -hmm. but it's not always like that. Just because you're the same age or race as somebody at work, you're not going to hit it right off the bat. In fact, I tried to be friendly to this black girl at Fast Company because I just thought, I don't know, (laughs) we're both black. Like we could be friends. We're in this together, sis. Yeah. But not everybody wants to be friends at work like that. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think having friends at work has made a real difference actually, especially during the pandemic, because I think it's really easy to feel so disconnected and just having a friend who you can slack during the day when you're working remotely is like a very big deal. Yeah. On the opposite end though, I feel like me and Courtney haven't talked as much because we don't sit across from each other anymore. Like we used to just have well, it was kind of unproductive of us, actually. We used to always just sit and talk about our Netflix shows and we barely got any work done. So it's probably good we're not sitting with each <laughs> other anymore. <laughs> Me and Courtney used to just gossip and just talk about our shows and our lives and eat our snacks. But now it's kind of like we we catch up here and there on Slack, but now it's just like tunnel vision, like working remotely. So I do miss that kind of, you know, serendipity, just random conversations in the office. I reached like one of the saddest points in my life where I was working from our office next to my former work wife's desk. And it was empty. (laughs) It was empty, but I texted her and I was like, do you think any of your snacks are still viable? (laughs) Like, do you think I can eat some of your, it's been a year and a half. (laughs) She was like, no. Oh my gosh. Don't poison yourself. It's good though that you guys are trying to keep in contact because I have, definitely struggled with how 
Are my work friends really my friends? That's what I want to know. And that's yeah. what I'm going to ask for Vithra when we get her on the show today. Because just because you're friends at work doesn't mean like you really want to hang out with these people. But you do hang out with Fast Company folks outside of work, right? Yeah, I do, actually. And I think they've been something that I really appreciate is like this is like such an obnoxious thing to say. But I feel like everyone's really interesting and they're good sounding boards for stuff. Yeah. You know, like if I'm having a problem or just thinking through something related to a piece, I know that I can go to them and, you know, be like, what do you think about X? And yeah, and I've definitely had so many conversations about just like career growth and totally. those types of conversations with young people at the company because they have a longer tenure than me. And I'm like, OK, what's the what around here? You know, let me know what's the real around here. And so that has definitely been helpful. I would say, you know, even our in terms of folks that are older than me, like our, our producer, Franz, who I would call mm -hmm. um my my rich, that's my work uncle my my <laughs> my rich work uncle because he's always <laughs> posting photos of like stakes he made on Instagram <laughs> has given us a lot of good advice over the course yeah. of recording this podcast. His mantra, I get paid anyway. <laughs> something I think about all the time. Now. Yeah, Franz definitely has a lot of words of wisdom. So he kind of has been like a uncle or like big brother kind of thing, you know. So I really appreciate that relationship. And, and that's the kind of person I will follow on Instagram. I don't mind like following <laughs> you on Instagram or like following Franz on Instagram. But other people from work, I'm like, Ugh, why are you following me? Like, <laughs> really? Like, we're coworkers. We're some people. I'm like, we're coworkers. We're not real friends. Like, not any, <laughs> not any, not any of the young people in our um in our little Slack group. No, other yeah. people. I'm like, mm, I was just okay. thinking, <laughs> but yeah, I see that. The other yeah. thing is, you know, as people are switching jobs, you know, we've talked a lot about kind of the great resignation or the mm -hmm. fact that so many people now are moving to other places. All of a sudden you can build this network, yeah. right? Like all of a sudden I have a friend at like a different publication. That's both good for when you want to sort of switch jobs, but I think mm -hmm. it's also really good. I don't know, like I'll text Lara sometimes and be like, I have a story idea. Like, how do you do it there? Or like, what is like, is there anything That's you've learned there that I can bring over here to, I don't know, make our process more efficient or something. You know, they say networking is the most important thing you can do for your career. And I think building those relationships, some people just go into work, don't talk to anybody and leave. I am just a social person, so I could never really do that. I always have to talk to somebody. I think I've, but been, now, yeah. I've been that person before. I think, I don't know, I worked in a different office environment a while ago where so much of the social life revolved around drinking. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it was like bosses and people would just like go to the bar and get trashed together. Yeah. And it was like, I don't drink. And I just ended up feeling kind of uncomfortable. Like I was always the first to leave a party, but it was because it was like 10 p.m. and I was so bored. <laughs> no, seriously. One like I feel like my first couple of months at Fast Company, it was always some celebration or something. And I was like, damn, they have a lot of wine. It's just like <laughs> every little, every little gathering has to have some wine. Although I don't feel like it's as crazy, you know, like, yeah. As in, I no, could, we were not, we were not getting trashed. Yeah. No office. one was getting trashed in our <laughs> office. People have children. But what, about, what about happy hours? I did get to enjoy a couple of those before we got sent home. Did you enjoy the work happy hours? Yeah, I think they're fun. I think like, we're not, a, we're a group that's pretty like, People are really cool and interesting. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like the, the say in my previous office, it was like a lot of people where I'm like, I mean, this is kind of rude, but I'm like, we don't have anything in common. And you're like getting, you're like going and getting drunk. 
you know, and I'm like, now I don't know what to do. Whereas a fast company, I'm like, oh, we're simpatico. Like I get you. We have stuff to talk about. You can drink whatever. That's chill. Like, I don't care about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of drinking, like, do you feel comfortable getting drunk with your coworkers? Because I remember one of my old jobs, we had a retreat and all the young people were like, yeah, we're going to get lit. It was an open bar. And one of the older employees, he told us like, no, I'm not getting into that because bad things happen when you get drunk around your coworkers. He's like, I'm not doing that. And I was just thinking in my head, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be so comfortable. But yeah, everybody else was young and doing it. I don't drink, so it's not really been an issue for me. But I feel like it's, I've seen it go both ways. Like I've had, you know, former coworkers who've gotten trashed and like made a mistake, usually more junior ones. But I've also seen like, I worked in in an office where like there were a lot of kind of bro-y dudes. Mm -hmm. And it was like, they would get trashed with their boss and then they'd get mm. more work opportunities. You know, they'd get to work on like more exciting projects. And I was like, oh, I just don't have that. You know, like yeah. I don't... getting chummy with the higher ups. Yeah, exactly. Broadly, I mean, look, if anybody came to me for advice, I'd be like, do not get drunk in front. You know, like most yeah. people are annoying when they're drunk. Like, you know what I mean? When I get drunk, I probably talk too much. And that's why I probably shouldn't get lit at a work function because it's like you came to me advice about yourself. I'd be like, no, stay away. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to overshare. And that that's the balance with these workplace relationships. I might call you my friend, but I don't think I'm going to tell somebody at work as much as I tell my friends outside of work, you know, like it's just a balance. Yeah. I guess that's where your intuition comes into play. You have to kind of feel people's people out. I can usually tell right off the bat if I'm going to vibe with somebody. If not, yeah. I'm like, all right, you're just a coworker. You're not a real friend. You know, I feel like I have some real friends at past company though. Yeah, definitely. Like some people here really have your best interest at heart. And that that's whether you work here or not. If I left today, I feel like some people was, yeah. still, you know, root for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I feel like we have a Slack group, the younger people of Fast Company, and I feel like it's like actually a very supportive place. Mm -hmm. You know, like somebody will say something at a company town hall and we'll all be like, yes, good job. <laughs> yeah. like, do you want me to back you up? And that's really yes. nice. I don't know. And to your point, when we had some younger, new young ladies join Fast Company, Yaz immediately added them to the chat. You were trying to extend the invitation and really welcome them in. So that was really nice. Yeah, I feel like you got to do that because being a new employee sucks. You know, like your first week of work is always just so exhausting. You're meeting so many people. You can't make any jokes because you don't know anyone's vibe. And <laughs> yeah, and I feel like starting a new job remotely has got to be so tough. Totally. So we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we talk with Pavithra Mohan, who's a work-life editor and a writer about the benefits and challenges of maintaining workplace relationships post-COVID. This episode of Hit the Ground Running is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. All right. Hi, Pravitha. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Today, we're talking all about workplace relationships. Specifically, we've mentioned work friends, work family, and work spouses. And since you've covered these things for Fast Company, we want to start by asking you, 
why is it important to have workplace relationships in the first place? Some people just go to work, do their job, don't talk to anybody and go home. But why do you think we can actually benefit from workplace relationships? Yeah, no. So I think there's a lot of data to support the fact that people are happier at work when they do have good relationships with people. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to have a million friends at work, but even having like one or two people that are sort of confidants can be really helpful and can be, you know, a means of to sort of be supported in the workplace. Um, so I think it's important from that perspective. That being said, I think a lot of companies maybe go the extra mile because they really want you to see work as a place that's like your second family. And I think that can be kind of damaging. So there's, I, I think mm. there's a middle ground that's really healthy for both the company and people who work at the company. How can you tell if somebody's like more than just a work friend? And I, by that, I mean a real friend. You know, on average, I feel like people have about five friends at work, but we usually don't count them among our sort of nearest and dearest friends. How do you how do you know? That's a hard question. I don't know if I have a great answer for that. <laughs> Still figuring it out. I think it's weird because you sort of realize what your relationship is to people when they leave the company. Like that has definitely happened to me yeah. several times where I thought of someone as kind of at least a, like a good work friend. And then you kind of realize when they leave that oh, the relationship is not going to survive past that. <laughs> and sometimes that's how you figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's tough. I mean, I, I definitely think doing things outside of work is obviously a very good way to sort of measure that. And if, if they make an effort to see you outside of work, invite you to things. But I, I think it's still tough because I can still see the case for like doing that while you work with someone, but then the relationship sort of fading afterwards. And also like everybody has too many relationships to keep up with. It's very hard to <laughs> maintain <laughs> So I think some of that is somewhat natural, but I do think that's a yeah. really clear way where you kind of figure out if, if this is somebody who's going to be in your life long-term, or maybe they're going to be more of like a professional contact uh, that you kind of check in with, but don't necessarily hang out with. So I think there's, you know, there's different types of relationships and they can all be kind of useful, but I, I will say that's a tough question. And I think, especially if you're a little bit like me, where I tend to assume people are not trying to be my friend, <laughs> then it's, <laughs> that it's tough. You know, if you're a little guarded or you're like, oh, people don't want to be my friend. I think it can be hard to figure that out. I feel like sometimes for me, it's like um, the friends I've made at work where I talk to them about not work related things. Yes. I'm like, oh, this could still be this could still be like a decent relationship. Whereas there's some friends at work where like all I do is talk about work. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, how is that? How is that going to survive? Yeah. Yeah. I think like, that's a pretty leaving. clear indicator. Yeah. Something you said, you know, about relationships and how they kind of have changed since we've been working remotely. So can you talk a little bit about workplace relationships pre-COVID and post-COVID? Is it even more important now that we're working from home to kind of foster those relationships? Yeah, I mean, it's it's much harder now to do it, right? But I think it is um, definitely more important because there was at least a feeling of like, even if somebody wasn't really a friend outside of work, you might yeah. talk to them at work. You know, you might just like, chat someone up in the hallway and like, that's not a thing anymore. And so I think on one hand, it sort of makes clear who is actually your friend <laughs> and, you know, beyond just mm -hmm. even a work friend, like actual friend. But on the other hand, I think it makes it harder to cultivate relationships. So yeah, it's, I don't know. I think this question is actually much tougher now that we are all remote to figure out who is really a work friend or more than a work friend. Uh, but I do think it's very important to still find ways to, to create that. And, you know, Slack is obviously a great tool 
for some of that, but it's a challenge. I think that I think a lot of companies have not really figured out how to replicate that like feeling of being in the office and the sort of serendipitous the Zoom yeah. happy oh, hours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're trying. Those are so awkward. <laughs> Super awkward. And I've been to a couple Zoom send-off parties for people leaving the company and we're all just oh, staring at each other. It's, it's so, so awkward. awkward. <laughs> it's yeah. Do you think our our workplace relationships are better in person in the office and we need to get back to the office? I mean, yes and no, right? Like, I think there are, I think it's a little easier to sustain relationships that already have some sort of, uh, I don't know, where you've like built a little bit of the relationship in the office and you can kind of carry it over. I think it is harder to start from scratch completely remote. Mm -hmm. But that said, like, there are a lot of companies that have been like fully remote for a long time and they've found ways to do it. Although I will note that I think one of the ways that companies have done it is by doing things like retreats and, you know, stuff that does bring together uh, the team in person. So I I think that is, I don't know, I'd love to see an example of somebody who's really figured that out. But I think aside from doing these like Slack huddles or like small Zoom calls with people who have like common interests, like I haven't seen too many other examples of what that can look Mm -hmm. like. So in that sense, yeah, I think, I think there's something to be said for being either in the office or doing like a happy hour that doesn't need to be in the office but it's just like a casual atmosphere to kind of bring people together. But I will say, I feel like I have made more friends online working remotely because of the fact that me and my coworkers can now just send each other TikToks all day long and memes all day long. We're definitely connecting in that way. I'm talking to people online that I never talked to in the office. So that's been working for me. There's also something to be said for like, um, I was talking about this earlier, like a, a true work friend is like, one where you're in a meeting and somebody says something ridiculous and you can make eye contact with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just be like, this is, and um, something that is nice about remote work friendships is like during a meeting, you can slap yeah. each yeah. other yeah. without it being so obvious. It's like texting <laughs> in class. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with these work friends, what kind of boundaries do you set or what kind of boundaries do you suggest we set? Because I'm a talkative person. I'm a very social person. And sometimes I feel like after a meeting, I'm like, oh my God, I just share way too much on Zoom. Like I just told everybody my business. Do you, How much personal information do you share with coworkers? Do you follow mm-hmm. coworkers on social media? And would you invite your coworkers to your birthday party or your wedding? Or is that too much? Hmm. So this is complicated. <laughs> I think it depends on who it is. I said this earlier, but like I am a more guarded person. Like I don't necessarily share that much. And I think I have... I mean, now I do much more than I used to, but I definitely felt like when I first started working, I had to be a little more careful. And the problem with that is like, it's hard to cultivate relationships when you don't share something, you know? And so I I don't know, it's tough. Like you have to kind of strike a balance there. But I would also say like, if you're someone who shares more, I don't think it's the worst thing to just, you know, be that way. That is who you are. But I think it depends on who you're talking to is, is what I'd say to that. Like if it's somebody where you feel like there's enough of, a relationship or a rapport and you kind of trust the person, I think it's fine to be a little more candid. So you can be candid in the DMs, obviously. <laughs> um, but, but like in a meeting, you know, obviously it's a bit different if you're talking to a manager or just a senior editor, you know, you might be a little bit more careful. I think that's kind of how I tend to act with respect to like birthday parties and things like that. This is another thing where I have been really 
hesitant to invite people to stuff in the past. And I think this is like my social anxiety, to be honest. So this may not be a problem for other people, but uh, I think there's nothing wrong with birthdays. For example, I think weddings are complicated. Depends on a lot of factors. You can't invite your whole team to your wedding, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Right, right. Like I will, speaking for myself, like I definitely did not invite, you know, a million people to my wedding. It's just, it's complicated. And I also think my husband, for example, did invite more people from work. And it's weird because he then switched companies and now like his relationship with some of those people has changed, right? So So they're all in your wedding pictures in the background, but it's like you don't even (laughs) talk to these people anymore. Well, luckily half of them didn't come, but yeah. (laughs) And they have to like meet your family. I'm like, my family is like not suitable for work, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, exactly. And mine is, oh God, my family is terribly embarrassing. (laughs) So I, yeah, it's that, that can be a whole, whole thing to navigate. Um, So I think it just depends on your comfort level. And I think it also depends on like, are you going to feel obligated to invite everyone from your team or do you feel like you have enough of a relationship with one person so yeah but birthday parties like other social engagements I say why not as long as it feels like appropriate and you're not inviting you know someone who's extremely senior to you yeah Yeah. you also can't be weird if they turn you down (laughs) you know yeah Yeah. we've talked about work friends but work what about work frenemies because I have definitely had somebody like on my team where I had to play nice and act friendly and and they call me for a one-on-one and I'm like trying to tell them a little bit about my personal life but I don't trust you enough to tell you all about my personal life how do you navigate that when you really can't stand somebody but you got to play nice you're talking about work snakes <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't think I've had to do deal with this too much but uh I would I mean I would sort of revert to the same approach as you might have with like somebody more senior. I think just be a little bit more careful with what you share. I also think it depends on what the issue is. Like, do you not like the person or is it that you don't necessarily trust them? Cause I think those are two different things. Yeah. Uh, so, so it might depend on, on that as well. But the good thing about work is that if you don't really like someone, you also don't have to deal with them beyond a point. Right. So I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the beauty of work relationships is like, you can put in as much as you want to. But I would say like, it does depend on whether your concern is that the person might share something you tell them or if you just don't particularly like them. Because I, I think-, think I just didn't like the person. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it happens. I, but then, I but that's that. the thing. I can definitely, I can definitely put on a face and I'll act nice and I'll talk about sports with you. But mm-hmm. outside of that, like I'm not telling you about my personal life because I just don't want to give you that much of me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think there's value in doing that, right? Like this is the problem with, with work relationships is that you also kind of have to do some of that because yeah. it's important for people to at least like you on like a superficial level. Yeah. And so I think some of that is, a, is just, you just kind of have to do it, but you don't have to do too much. Like you said, I think mm-hmm. that's a good approach. The weirdest is when you develop a sort of relationship with someone based on like one thing you talked about once. You know, and now yes, that yeah. happens to me. Yeah, oh. absolutely. He happens. was like, this guy was like, oh, do you like sports? I was like, yeah, I like basketball. Next thing you know, it's like, oh my god, did you check that game last <laughs> night? Like, no, I just said I like basketball. I didn't say I watch it like that. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. <laughs> Real awkward. Well, I actually think this is a great note to end on. Kavitra, <laughs> I'll be talking to you about work friendships for the rest. <laughs> to be our thing forever um but this was great thank you so much <laughs> for good. coming uh thank you so much for coming on the podcast yes thanks yeah, for joining of course us. great to be here christina what are you taking away from this one that was a great conversation with pravithra and it honestly made me feel a little better because 
I sometimes feel like an asshole <laughs> where I feel like I'm friendly with people, but you're just my work friend. You're not necessarily my best friend. Like I'm not inviting you to my birthday party. And I was feeling kind of bad about that. But now I realize it's okay to have those boundaries and you don't have to treat work friends like family, you know, like it's okay to just talk at work and that's it. So she made me feel yeah. a little bit better. How about you? I like that. That's, um, that was a big takeaway for me. The other one is, um, careful what you say around your boss, mm -hmm. which I think is a forever takeaway. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like I just one that it's always it's, be top of mind. <laughs> it's okay to be cool with your manager, but you definitely have to remember that they're still your manager. So yeah. Yeah. This week, I am keeping tabs on a new R&B album. It's called Cheers to the Best Memories. And this is a collaborated project between Division, which, by the way, I thought Division was just one single musical artist, but it turns out they're a duo. So <laughs> this whole I had time... The opposite, I had the opposite thing where I thought two chains was two wow. people. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> one chain. Each. Girl, that's so embarrassing. No, you did not. <laughs> I totally did. Oh, my God. For years. But um, yeah, so Division and Ty Dolla Sign, they came together and made a joint project. It's called Cheers to the Best Memories. And it's just a cool, relaxed R&B vibe. Ty Dolla Sign is from California and Division is from Toronto. So they're both like chill, soulful people. And I really, really enjoyed this album and I'll be listening to it for a while. What are you keeping tabs on? I feel like last week was incredibly difficult for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels like I've every been... day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I felt like last week was just like we all hit this point of like, you know, just death. On Friday night, I was like, I took a shower. I, st I finished. I had a late interview. I was interviewing somebody from six to eight. And then and I was like, what can I do to make myself happy? And I watched Bridesmaids. Oh, was it like the 10th anniversary recently? Yeah. And I forgot how funny it is. It's so good. It holds up like the whole thing holds up. Yeah. Highly recommend it. All right. Something new is something old. Bridesmaids. Now we need something borrowed, something blue. Isn't, yeah. that, what white, <laughs> isn't that what white people do at their weddings? Maybe. <laughs> I've only been dating <laughs> weddings. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Hit the Ground Running. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and recommend this show to a colleague or a friend or a friend who is a colleague or a frenemy. Or, or a your work spouse. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you have a few minutes, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're a new show and your review helps others find us. Or you can send us an email at podcast at fastcompany.com and let us know your thoughts and tell us if you have a question or an issue you'd like us to tackle on the show. Hit the Ground Running is produced by Franz Bowen with help from Blake Odom and with editorial oversight from Kate Davis. <laughs>